0: How much, how much comes naturally, especially if you if you want to be involved and stuff like somebody might take her away from you. <laughs> like I literally, I, I literally could hold my, my son in my hand. I, I got pictures. I just showed you. I got pictures while I'm asleep with him, and you can't even see that he's in my hand. But uh, I got him. <laughs> you know they had me come. Uh, uh, Mister English, you're not supposed to be asleep with the baby.
1: Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real, that's, that's that's crazy. That's a little crazy time. Them father instincts start kicking in real quick. They start mm-hmm. kicking in real quick, man. You want to take care of everything, make sure she good, make sure the baby good. You be like low low key trying to make sure. You keep checking the diapers. You be looking in there like they good. Oh okay, I thought something was in there this time. I was gonna make sure. Like if I had to change it, I got it. You know, <laughs> so I'm saying I got it though. But uh, it, it it's it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, but, um, now I nah, look, I mean, what, what else we got going on out there in the world? I know for me, i I've uh, my new diet is going well, y'all. My pescatarian diet has been going strong, bro. It's been like three months, it's been three mm-hmm. months. Yeah, it's just very expensive, though. Pocketbook, what we'll makes like it. A so I wanted to stop digesting so much food, bro. As they wanted, cause they said they said it takes 18 to 26 hours to digest all meat, uh, other than fish. Fish is like six to eight, along with almost 95 percent of other stuff we eat. I said, all right, if my stomach doing most of my work, or my body, excuse me, is doing most of the work when it's digesting food, then let me take some of the work off my body and see what my body can do. So I was like, all right, boom, change that and see. And I mean, I feel great. I feel good. Just, you know, just to actually, cre- you know, create meals and or if I'm going to eat out, finding places to eat is wild. It's wild, bro. Because, you know, everything we used to, everything used to got chicken and it got beef, you got steak, you got pork. I just be like, no, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. I went to the dinner the other day for my, my kids. We had a leadership award dinner. Couldn't eat nothing but baked beans. And I couldn't eat the baked beans. I couldn't eat the baked beans. I had to eat uh salad. I ate salad, they had brisket. Brisket was smelling smoked and, and juicy and was, <laughs> right. I'm just like, bro, I can't. That boy, Bro, I like bro. I can't eat
2: this. You about to faint? You're about, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Started getting the meat switch. The meat
1: switch. That brisket was uh smoked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, it was perfect, perfectly sliced. It was just pink on the outside, light, very light pink, not even a heavy pink, light pink. I was like, yeah, I can't eat that. I can't. We can't eat that. I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and keep moving. Grab the salad, put the uh, balsamic on there, and, and dream, and dream sweet dreams. But, yeah, it's going good, though. I feel great. I feel good.
2: That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, I ain't got no spring break. I'm working, so.
1: You're working. Because the people need that. The people need you there. Mm-hmm. The people need you there. Um, But, I mean, I think we can get into it, man. So, boom. Uh, I want to kind of talk about, you know, maybe we could talk about the moneys topic, what he, he just brought up. I think that's a great topic he brought up. So, I'll let him introduce that.
0: All right, well, uh, just to, to put a different swing on things, uh, we all, uh, it's a social media world, so we all intertwine, well, not everybody, but the majority of the world is intertwined, especially Americans intertwined with social media. And we always see the great, the good, the lavish, the millionaire, billionaire, which only makes up 8% of the uh, population. Is that much? It's a lot so uh and not even just that just when you get on social media i i heard uh a podcast of some guys kind of kind of ragging on uh a very famous very popular very uh, prominent boxer that makes a lot of money he has money in his nickname pretty sure everybody knows what i'm talking about now but uh and was kind of ragging on because They felt like he was being bragocious and sending everybody into a depression because everybody can't be there. It's like everybody can't be a boss. And I agree with that. Everybody can't be a boss, you know, so to speak. Everybody's not going to be a millionaire, billionaire. But how do we elevate people without them feeling like uh, the top of the mountain is a millionaire, billionaire? Because if they don't get there, they especially in the times today, it, it doesn't take long for people to feel like a failure. And then when you feel like that, you fall into a pitfall so fast to where you can slide off into depression, mental illness, you know, being <laughs> mad or uh, jealous at other people's envious, you know, and just understanding that your elevation, your life uh, may be a different path. And yeah, you may not be a millionaire billionaire, but you can still enjoy life without watching these people or these peers on social media and like feeling like you have
1: to get there. I, I feel like, so, so the reason why I like this topic, I think you're making great points, bro. And the reason why I like this topic is when you're talking about Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Money Mayweather, who is literally <laughs> literally lifestyle marketing at his finest, bro is going to put his whole life out there and we know how Floyd lives And the discomfort that is created by somebody living their life out loud on social media isn't. I wouldn't blame the person doing it. Right, it's not their fault. But it's their page. They can post whatever they want. We talked about that before. People posting things. But I mean, you post what you post. It's social media. It's for posting. But um, the, for the recipient of the energy <clears throat> from coming from a post, you gotta evaluate why you on social media and what you on social media for. And you got to evaluate who you follow, why you follow, stuff like that. We, we, you know what I'm saying? I, I guess you could call it social media competence, like being competent as to why you, you indulge in certain content. Because, yes, there is clinical studies that say social media is tied to depression. Like it depresses people. It brings people down. It makes people feel small. A lot of people. It's not, and it's not even just posts like that. It's like there's a let's say it's just, just the content in general, just the defamation of character that happens to celebrities, and you know, what I'm saying just how they break down, you know, your mundane lifestyle and how you know it's tied to things that you never knew it was tied to based upon like a 30-second TikTok video of a reason this is the reason why you like this, stuff like that. Like it's just a lot of different things that go into play with social media, but as it pertains to the exposure to great things like I think it's important to be exposed to greatness like we need to see greatness in especially in a form that looks like you. I think that you need to see a great example of you out there in the world. Somebody that's come from a similar background as you. Somebody that may look a little bit like you may talk a little bit like you and have similar views. I think that's important. I do think it's important that we build our confidence first, though, before. You know what I'm saying, like going and, and consuming stuff. Like you got to be strong mentally. But I I feel like it's you have to have great examples. I mean, now now and I ain't gonna say that you, that, that you, it's easy to be mentally strong. That's another issue. I think that's a that's a thing where we got to go into putting values of you know, self-worth back in like school, back in the children, back in the homes. Like, yeah, that's where it starts. But I think once you get to the seeing somebody great, you can't get mad at them because they flexing and they stunning. Like, why are you mad at the stunner for? Like he he got it. How so how do you regulate that when we
0: put a phone in a child's hand and they tie it to TikTok and Instagram before they can even develop that type of attribute to to you know write their own path? Because I you 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 teach a child that, and these kids got phone first and second grade with access to the internet. And they they watching, I mean, we call, check this out. We call the people that they watch influencers. Yeah. So you got people that are influencers, <laughs> that are influencing somebody that's what, eight, nine, 10 years old. And then they might develop a, uh, a negative connotation to their own peers in, in real life and their parents and feel like, hey, I'm gonna go be like this influencer. And the influencer is just showing them this side. They don't show all the work that... My sister showed me a, a storyboard that an like, like a, a, a influencer puts together. It's, it's kind of like a, a, a sitcom. They have to put a storyboard together of how they're gonna blend today's message and the outlook and the, uh, the perspective, the views and everything. Like, and I don't show you all that. Like they go to, some people go to school for that. <laughs> but you know, it, you don't see all that. And, and me and Gerald talk about this all the time. This world is instant gratification. I, I did it. I worked hard for three days. Where's my millions? This, this is the out of
1: context generation. This is the generation that does not have full context of anything. Yes, we are the generation that we can, at a snap of our fingers, get a piece of the story that validates what we believe and we can run with it. And there will be a lot of people that will run with us because any Joe Blow can get on the phone and have a message. You know what I'm saying? Any Joe Blow can get on the phone and find a message message that will validate their message and then right. perpetuate that so yeah, yeah like you got that going on but i think going back to the kid though you're talking about the nine ten eleven year old that kid sees that thing or those things right because my daughter right now she can't get on tiktok <clears throat> she can't get on tiktok she can't get on youtube she can't get on all that stuff like not not and she's on youtube but kids youtube but I, I monitor that because i, I want to know what she's getting but i'm about to start letting her, when she hit about 12, I'm gonna start letting her get into the whole social media things to see. And I think it's important us as parents that we have conversations with our kids when they come into contact with this stuff as to what it really is. This is now a teaching moment. Now we get to talk about what's real and what's not because being the parent that just says, you know, cause I said, so that's gone now. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna be able to do that no more. It's too much information out here. You gotta, now you're the parent that, okay, this is what we believe. You know what I'm saying? This is how we see things. This is where we come from. Like, you may see a lot out there, but it's not necessarily like that. You know, for us, based on what we've been through, history, understanding, what I've raised you with, moral compass, it it, it really puts a charge on, you know what I'm saying, the adults that's raising children. But then when you become an adult and you're seeing great stuff, the insecurities you have now, I mean, it's forcing you to do some inner work. It's going to force you
3: to. You hit it on the head, bro, with, with teaching a moment. Because it's really, what are you teaching the kids from early on? Like, I love that this came from, from talking about Mayweather, right? Why are you comparing yourself to one of the greatest boxers of all time? Like, that's,
2: because just where, can, that's where because it's Because he's spelled. tangible.
3: He's not. That's the thing. But, but social media he, makes it feel he's tangible. He's accessible. He's accessible. He's not tangible. It is not tangible that you think you're going to be that successful and make that kind of money for anyone, really and truly. It is possible. Why not? It's possible. Is it tangible that Mayweather is going to say, hey, everybody can go out here and become the greatest boxer of all time and make this kind of money and happen to have this luck with marketing that he's had? That's not tangible. It's not. And we can't have that kind of mindset, right? So the number one thing for me is always when we're talking about athletes and comparing ourselves to athletes, entertainers, anything like that, get that out your head, bro, because that's not you. Chances are you're not going to be a successful athlete. We played college ball. As soon as I said, oh, I'm signing the D2 Tarleton State, it was out of my mind about going to the league. That's not something I was thinking about. I'm not comparing myself to these kind of people anymore. It's now more real life for me. You might see, you can see Mayweather and whoever out here is stunting and it's like, oh man, I want to live like that. Yes, we want to live like that. But how did he get that? What, what has Floyd Mayweather done outside of the entertainment industry to earn something like that, right? So if you don't have that kind of athletic prowess, that's not realistic for you. That's not really tangible. So I think that's number one on what we're teaching kids. But more importantly, Like what you're saying with the vision boards, like what influencers are doing. Teach them the reality. That part of it is cool. You can go out there and do it. You can say, oh, I'm interested in that. I want to learn how to do that. But I think as a parent, we have to teach them the reality of things. We being school teachers, right? If we cultivate programs to actually show these kids, this is the work that you have to do. Now, (laughs) if you really want to go and do it, maybe this is the outcome that you get but also giving them the reality. The chances are you're not gonna be making 500000 a month. You might be making 5000 a month, and that's still good. Is to me, it's about teaching, and it's about actually, I think, continuing to, to enforce reality on things, right? It's mm. not realistic that most be people are gonna be
1: like that. You gotta be you careful be with enforcing for- reality, though, because enforcing yeah. reality sounds like I'm putting you in a box. No, because this is how it's normally about, gone. You know,
3: no. I'm telling I'm, you what your chances are. I'm not telling it? you that you cannot. That, and that, I'm gonna be careful about saying that. I'm not telling you you have zero opportunity to do this. I'm telling you it's a 5% chance. Now, if you're gonna go and give 5,000% effort to get that 5% chance, cool. I'm gonna support it. But don't tell me, I think, like with the instant gratification, don't tell me I'm gonna work, you know, 3% effort and think I would be in the, the top 1% or something. That's just yeah. not realistic.
2: That's facts. Yeah, that's what I said. Like y'all said, I wish they would show some of the work. I mean, I know they can't show everything they do, but I wish they would show some of the work so these kids can have a reality check. Like, man, this dude running five miles a day and then go straight to the gym and then box for 30 minutes and then jump mm-hmm. rope 5,000. That's what you got to do. If you want to be top 5% of the world, that's the work you got to put in. Before 10. So I, so I, I feel like I mean, like I said, I know they don't want to show their whole life. That would be kind of weird to have a camera around you at all times just to influence other people to put in all that work. But, yeah, I wish the kids could see the, the background work because then they, the, I, I would hope that that would make them work harder instead of just seeing, like DeMarcus said, all the glamorous stuff because it's almost like, man, he's just an athlete. All he do is box, <laughs> But y'all don't know all the work you put in to be 50 and up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the hard part. All we see is the good stuff, like the said. You get on Instagram, nobody said nobody well, some people show their sadness, but for the most part, most people showing the fun stuff they're doing, the traveling they're doing, all the good stuff, all the money they spend. So I mean, I wish kids could see, like they said, reality. All this stuff this in real life, this is not how life's gonna go. You're gonna have to struggle sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Learn how to, how to fight, fight through, not fight people, but fight through adversity. <laughs> so
3: you know, <laughs> you know what I really appreciate with social media, there are some people who are open and honest about like the reality of what they do like I see a lot of people talking about getting into the tech fields and things like that like these are still somewhat newer fields where I think a lot of people didn't have exposure to it maybe not access to you know whatever you want to say but there's people out here living real good lives off of oh this is just a simple job that I got you can go and do x y and z you can go and get this degree this certification apply for these kind of jobs and you, too, can be making 150 a year. That's realistic, right? But those are actually tangible things. So I think, like you're saying, really, we have more people who are giving you the truth of it. And maybe not just showing you the ins and outs, but really talking to you about reality, not just, oh, look at the trip that I'm on. Look at the whip that I'm pushing. What did you actually do to get the whip, right? What did you do to actually make this money? Just give them a little bit of the game like that. It's really about opening doors. It's more exposure to certain things, but
0: you got to expose. With, you got expose the lies too.
3: Got to expose the lies. I'm
0: just saying, like, lie, some, like of calls lease. Lease. some of them cars are Some of them cars, ain't they? Cars. Some of them houses, ain't they? Ha- <laughs> Look at MTV Cribs. They used to. They used to rent those houses. They want their houses.
1: Yeah, Why they do that? Why they do that? Why were they doing that though?
3: Because they can sell you a dream. It's, they're creating
1: their narrative. These, these people, these people, they say, I mean, I read a quote today. It said, uh, you know, you got, you got people, a lot of people, they go into whatever they do to, to do good, and then they end up just doing what um, helps them do well, right? Mm-hmm. And and with that being said, you're talking about MTV, Cribs where cats, it, it was known everybody was renting their stuff. They was renting all their stuff. A lot of those folks, they were trying, maybe they were coming out the hood trying to do good. You know, saying I want to show the youngest you can do this too. But then they get there and it's like, well, I'm gonna rent all this stuff so that I can do well and flex so that Interscope Records can continue to you know believe in me because I gotta make all this money back that I just spent, you know what I'm saying, for my record deal. Like everything that I got is on loan. Like it's like I owe everybody, but I gotta flex hard enough towards I get the next deal so I can keep doing well. My mama gotta have a house. My daughter got to have something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of the flyest steppers, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's stuff. that,
2: to- and, and plus flexing gets you that attention. Like y'all saying, like it's hard to tell a 20 something year old not to flex when all they get is the attention from everybody they want their attention from. It's like the, the women yes. gonna like it. The everybody else, I mean, the haters going to hate, but that's what they really want. It's almost like, yeah, I, I, I got it. So how are you going to tell somebody who, who's never been taught uh how to save money or anything when i get money i need to flex people need to see i have money you know so mtv cribs
1: they show off these houses we watching it they making more money so it's almost like but see but see like y'all saying though the solution in this all sounds like we need more truth like we need more of both sides of the story because i don't necessarily think there's nothing wrong with a flex i think us as people if you have it, you should be able to show it off if you want to. If you can afford it, if that's your lifestyle, that's fine. Like you got a nice car, show it off. If you feel like, you know what I'm saying, we having this elaborate dinner and we all wearing white and everybody got on Cubans and all that, whatever, if you want to show it, show it. But then like like y'all said, if you create your own narrative and you want to you know, help us out mentally as people, if you really try to make impact, then also show us some of, some of your pain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just kind of break it down to us and really show us, you know, what it costs to be a five percenter like Nate is. Like, if you want to be in this elite group, I am doing a lot more than you are. There are a lot of stuff that you would never dream of doing. A lot of the things I give up. You would almost want to kill yourself to have to give it up. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to watch uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, documentaries and it always blew my mind when they would talk about Kobe, like, this stuff sounded like fairy tales, bro. They say he would give at at 4.30 a.m. And like you said, run six miles and then go to the gym, be hooping until 6 a.m. And then, you know, say he would have his team practice later that day. Then he'll play a game. And they say if they lose the game, he, he don't go to bed till like 2 a.m. Just like crazy stuff like that gave me the perspective to say, bro, I don't know if I'm really going to be the best basketball player of all time. Like, you know, said Jordans and Kobe's and LeBron's. I'm not I'm trying to do that. I'm not trying. I'll do for Mello something said. else. Was what, what did Mello say? No, Mello said he ain't doing it. Yeah, I ain't doing it. said I ain't doing it. No, I'm good, bro. I'm good. And cause that, cause Mello know he had the athletic ability, but he wasn't like trying to do all that, like, that Everybody not like that. Everybody's not like that.
2: Have y'all seen Creed Three? Mm-hmm. That's shit. Okay, let
1: me show nah, nah, go ahead and
2: talk about it. Me... No, no, yeah. I'm just saying. I, they showed some of the work. Like they showed him, you know, what he had to do to beat somebody, you know what I'm saying? So I liked that. I was in the movies. Like I'm glad they showed. Yes. Get your butt whooped a little bit, yeah. then what you got to do to come shake back. So I was going to say all and, of that. And
1: he was flexing on him strong too. <laughs> yeah. So. Flex flexing huh? Yeah. So. Yes.
3: We going to see that tomorrow. I
1: heard it's a really good movie.
0: Kurt, uh, hey. Kurt. I don't know why I got Kurt from, but Carrie, mm-hmm. I'm talking about hurt your pride, flexing
2: in front of your people, flex in front of your people, just like whatever. Michael B. Jordan, you
1: owe us some money. We didn't, we didn't give you a little bit. Of- but, but, but I, I think, yeah, no, nah, he definitely owes us a little bit. But no, nah, I, I definitely think it's important to flex a little bit, though, bro. I mean, I, th- I think just for your self esteem. Okay. For your self-esteem, I think it's important to believe in what you've gone through and what that's produced. I think you should take, like we always say, celebrate small victories. In reality, most of the stuff that you get really ain't even a good exchange for what you put in. Like a lot of times you put in way more work than that little oh, yeah. something you got. So you're like, hey, I'm going to show y'all this because I've been working. <laughs> I've been working. Like y'all going to see this because I got it now. And just, hey, you can get it too. I think that's big. Just make sure you give them the full picture. If you're going to mm-hmm. create a narrative and you care. Now, if you don't care and you're just like beating down on the community, then you do what you do. But if you care, I think you give the community, <laughs> 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 you give the community your full it's story dopey. and let us let us let us actually know what you really live in life like out here. Like, you know, give us, give us a little more. Give, give our kids at least. Give our give our youth more. Give them more. Because they need to see some of the pain. that's important.
3: Living reality, kids. Live in reality. You can be a baller, you can flex, but you gotta grind for it, dog. You don't have if to. I can quote another great philosopher from the south. <laughs> yeah. You don't grind, you don't shine. Yeah. That's simple.
1: Yeah. The grind reserves or the shine is reserved for the grinders. And uh with that being said. We can uh, pivot a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about Angela Yee bringing up some comments to the lady when that she you, when you post with... these,
3: Can you please post how Charlemagne or not Charlemagne? What's that boy name? Webby tried to say all their name. It's oh Angela, my god, Angela Yee, <laughs> <Angela laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte McGay <laughs> and DJ Envy. <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 yeah yeah.
1: You know Webby reading reading was not his forte. Um, but now nah, man so. Angela Yee said that she was the only woman working on uh the Breakfast Club. Why are you laughing so hard, bro?
3: Why did you just casually drive reading wasn't his forte. Hey bro,
1: because it wasn't, bro. Definitely needed
2: some. You know soon. he had to read the lyrics he wrote down. Diddy. Diddy did freestyle. Diddy. Did free
1: did diddy, free diddy, diddy, Jones, Diddy. 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 You know, he, I'm, let's be real. I mean, let's be real. We get said way. we're being realistic
2: today. We're being realistic. Okay, yeah. Okay, next subject. All right, all right. Yeah. So, so yeah. With, with, with that
1: being said, you know what I'm saying? A- Angela Gee uh, <laughs> was talking, was talking, <laughs> was talking about how she was the only woman working for a Breakfast Club and that she left because there wasn't that, you know, equal representation there, which is understandable. You know what I'm saying? To all ladies out there, this is Women History Month. We get that 100%. Um, and then going into her comments, um, she said a little bit deeper that the comments that were being made by, you know, saying the likes of Charlemagne and DJ Envy were misogynistic at times. And those comments ended up making her responsible for her response to those comments. And she didn't like how that was going. Um, and it was it was hurting her, basically. Like it was something that wasn't, wasn't good for her um, mentally in her career, she had to address those things and this kind of brought a point to me talking about because I mean the Breakfast Club is one of the most successful media uh you know shows we have in the, in our culture like this that's one of the ones and so for them to disband with her leaving um it said something and, and then what I thought about was being guilty by association is what she was so it, it felt like she was hurt by being guilty by association saying I'm a part of the Breakfast Club so the misogynistic things that may come out of Charlemagne's mouth uh to the people that love me I have to address because I'm guilty because I'm on this team and a lot of people join teams where they don't have similar interests, similar ideals um but for the sake of the you know what I'm saying for, again talking about the money or talking about the fame or the notoriety I mean you can grow and, and go with a group that may not share your interest, and y'all are individuals, all y'all are individuals, but you all got that rock star, you know what I'm saying, energy, so people rock with it, but then now the backlash, when it comes, it's coming for the group, you know what I'm saying, it's not coming for Takeoff, Quavo, or Offset, it's coming for the Migos, you know what I'm saying, it's coming for the Beatles, like, it ain't gonna, coming for, you know what I'm saying, John Lennon, so what's y'all thoughts on that, what's, what's, what y'all think about, you know what I'm saying, just the, the her thoughts, you know what I'm saying, what she had to say, how y'all feel about being guilty by association the importance of that? Or maybe if there's maybe too much of an importance put on that by individuals. I don't know what your thoughts on that.
3: I think it's media. I think it's uh, one. I don't watch The Breakfast Club very often. I've seen bits and pieces, but I cannot tell you that I've ever really sat down and watched the whole interview that they do.
1: But you always see bits and pieces, though.
3: But you always see bits and pieces. you always see
1: bits and pieces, yeah. You always see bits and pieces. That's marketing,
3: yep. That's exactly where I'm going with it. I think it's marketing at the end of the day. I think we're definitely in a time now where I can say something a little bit polarizing and people will click on it just to find out what I said. People are going to hate watch because of what I said. People are going to watch it just so they can now get on their platform and say, Man, I can't believe that boy said that. This, this, and that. Y'all need to get rid of him. Do whatever because that gets them more views. So I don't know. Um, I, I ain't gonna really speak on it too much because if she felt that it was something wrong, that's her own opinion. I, like I told y'all when we first started, I looked it up. They kind of went back at her. DJ EMI was saying, "Look, that's not really true." So I don't know. But I think when we talk about guilty by association, you got to understand if you successful. That's what you're going for. If you really out there to say, this is about your moral turpitude and things like that, I don't know if you're really in the right field, end of the day, all right? Hmm. Not, I, not I was, with what they're necessarily doing, not with uh, how they going a about morning it? show that's that popular, right? The, I think it built on drama. Like, they built right? on yeah. drama. Yeah, they that's on, why, why they're
2: popular. Charlemagne is why they're popular. Yeah. Like what he so, says sometimes.
3: Kind of yeah, push,
2: it, it's true,
0: but he all but he he's fair in what he said because he always like, Well, tell me your response or mm-hmm. tell me what you uh, he ain't always fair in what he says,
1: he ain't because because Charlamagne oh, no, no, he's saying what he says. Oh, you're talking
0: about
1: that response if I'm
0: somebody sorry. responds to it, he's like, That's your opinion, or that's <laughs> I don't,
1: yeah, he does say that. I don't he know,
0: I don't know, there's a lot of different perspectives to this that you can take because uh she's she I don't watch breath because like that, but I know that she's had her own podcast even while the show was running I want to know is is she being muted is she being like you know some type of gag situation to where she she can't respond because it seemed like it was an open platform to respond and and their show goes to the ends of both sides so I mean they they go everywhere with it so i I don't know. I don't know all the perspectives about it, and then if if she's gonna say that, I, I think she's created her own show now. Are you gonna bring in you know the the perfect ratio of men on your show so that so that they can defend the male perspective? Because <laughs> if I'm being truthful, I just feel like it's a double negative. I feel like you can use y- your your womanhood and say. I want to say this, and then you can back up and let everybody else fight the fight. but if it's a man, if it's the other way around, it's like you need to be a man to step up and say something.
1: Well, I, they, they were saying they. Wait a minute, hold up. Can you say the last statement one more time? Say it one more time before I say it. If you, if you, if
0: if if she was the man and leave the show, and then say that they wouldn't let her say, it, like, well, you got to be a man to step up and say something. Yeah. And, and that's what they, that, would call that's... You, they, they would call you a coward. I almost want to call her a coward, but I don't know everything. So I don't want to say that, you know, being Luffy or anything, but I almost want to call her a coward just off of the, the, the little knowledge I have. I, don't throw the rock and then go run and hide your hand. You know, they stand there and take it. That's what you're talking about. You want to say something or you want to have a rebuttal, stand there and take it. Like, hey, this is what I've, I've, I've wanted to say, or this is what I feel like I should have said. I don't feel like even in a team situation, you don't lose the me, you don't lose the I. I tell my wife all the time, I still want her to have her independence. I don't want her to be that woman that says, I lost myself in you or in the marriage. That's great, but holistically, if I die, I still need you to be able to carry on. (laughs) So I don't want you to lose so much of yourself to where you can't function on your own. too. We should strengthen each other. We should go through this together. This is my, this is just my perspective, but I don't feel like you should lose everything in me and then forget all about yourself. And that also puts more pressure. I mean, kind of like what you were saying, Carrie. Also puts more pressure on the team. Like, hey, you need to know your role, play your role, and solidify your role. And then when the team comes together, we we move as a team. But still, you are individual. You have your position.
2: But what if they was paying her, once again we're going to money, but let's say $2 million. Uh-huh. She probably, I'm saying, what if they, whatever the Breakfast Club paying her, they paying her well. And they basically saying, like, I ain't gonna say Charlemagne to start, but he makes the drama. So like mm-hmm. let Charlemagne be Charlemagne, you know, kind of like you say, playoff position. She making all this money. So she probably like, she probably didn't feel like she was as big as she needs to be until she left. Or to her contract name. she probably didn't feel like she could go on her own until now so maybe she just took it to make her money and i mean like <laughs> yeah you know but I'm they, like, that's
0: why i say i don't i don't know of course i don't know everybody's yeah. story that, yeah we don't know ain't gonna come yeah. anyway so yeah if i, I mean, knew everybody's personal story or knew yeah. more about the business then i can speak more to it right and
1: and, and i'm really surprised that they just now are kind of have they just now just disbanded with you know saying the type of like, people that have coming on that show, the celebrities mm-hmm. that have coming on that show, just the energy just seems like it'd be a lot to deal with that. They go on, like you said, they go on all sides, bro. They don't even, they'll have freaking, like, Louis Farrakhan up there. Then they'll have Soldier Boy up there. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Then they'll have Lil Mamba up there. It's just like, it's just a lot, you know what I'm saying? And, and those types of characters, when you, one of the hottest shows of the culture you bring in all these varying personalities it's, it's gonna it's gonna pull the individuals that's running the show in different ways i could only imagine and then and then i just feel like too you know what i'm saying going into like what jay jones said they all employees of you know what I'm saying the show so at some point employees grow like you know what I'm saying everybody's gonna grow to a new spot so i do see that as part of it maybe she just thought it was time to you know what I'm saying ascend and move on, which I think people need to be actually doing more of. Like more people need to see it as you know what I'm saying know when you outgrew a situation so you don't stay in it and you bitter now. You know what I'm saying? Now you that bitter, now she's feeling that stereotype, you know what I'm saying? Like that bitter angry black woman that's on there like well y'all just acting like men on here. Like she's like, you know what, y'all keep doing what y'all do. I'm gonna go have my show over here because I can do that. And it's like cool, smooth, like you know what I'm saying. But once you well, I tell you about to say so, but I, I just want to say this real quick. Let me get this out. Once you are on that team though, and you are part of that group and that entity, and you play into some of the stuff they talk about, mm-hmm. but then you go backwards and say, "Well, they're not," then just like mm, that's when you start getting those side eyes and everybody they be like,
3: That's what I'm going to say because yeah. yes, it's cool to say I, I grew it. I want to go do my own thing. But if I come back and say, you know what, I'm starting to make golden podcasts, podcast and I'm going out there and saying, like, man, we called it Be A Light, but them boys ain't letting me really shine a light on what I wanted to. <laughs> now I'm drawing some attention just to build up a platform.
1: Right. right?
3: Now, you can- have a alive? lot. Negativity and drama sell, right? Yep. And especially, you know, no, no disrespect, ladies, but if a woman is saying I was overshadowed by buzzword, misogyny, Buzzword, mean this and that, like that. Come on, like that's marketing at the same time. So yeah. I don't know. I don't really care because I don't keep up with that show. Yeah, she got,
1: she, she got a whole group. She got a whole group that's like, you know what, you write? The, the Group of people that you know, like, like the market said, marketing, like you said, marketing. Everything's marketing, man. Y'all, y'all better wake up and keep your eyes open. You know what I'm saying? Because these values are not superseding mark, uh, uh, marketing marketing tactics like the marketing tactics are most important out here in a capitalistic society and you better not be letting these heartfelt responses and these things people are saying to make you go on make you think that it ain't about money like it's about the money this is always about the it money. ain't
3: about the money
1: man bro. uh men have got in trouble i ain't i wasn't gonna talk about this but i just read it have got in trouble for leaking information uh, or no, not, not not them, Seabro.
3: World Peace or Facebook?
1: Nah, me- <laughs> Facebook. Facebook got in trouble. Facebook got in trouble. They didn't though, actually. They didn't get in trouble. I'm assuming they got rules that protects them. But this medical entity that, that works pretty much online, they got in trouble for accidentally giving their pixels of data to Facebook, Meta, who has also been getting accidental data from other medical entities that kind of be sharing stuff that's protected by HIPAA accidentally. They say that they have these pixels built into the apps to where they didn't know that the information from the people that the, the patients has been getting, you know, said sent over the meta, which goes into, you know, talking about healthcare, where people be thinking, you know, you're going to dealing with doctors, you're dealing with nurses, you're dealing with people that, you know, you assume have your best interest. They are taking your information and they're giving it to social media platforms because, bro it is all about money out here. Y'all y'all don't be thinking that it's all sweet. Like follow the money and then you'll know what the reality is. You know what I'm saying? Just keep your eyes on the money. That's that's what I would say. That was that's what I would say. That's a, that's a topic for, for another day, but when,
0: why can't it be today? No, cuz it's going it's going to go a whole lot farther, but we need to talk about this. Uh you say it's all about the money. I don't think everybody chases money. I think some people chase power. I was I was I've been kind of reading some of the stuff that Trump has been putting out. Trump, I don't think Trump chases money. I think Trump chases power.
1: But power begets money, you know what I'm saying? Money gets begets power.
0: Yeah, but I think in a different in a different way than chasing the bag. You understand know what I'm saying? I don't think he chases a bag. I think he chases position and position that comes with power. And and so that he can exploit the power for like Nate said ultimate control where somebody chases money, they're chasing money to uh, to to bring the value to their life that the money may bring, where somebody
1: else is trying to exploit a position. Yeah, because the money, if, if, if you're chasing the money, then there's a dollar amount that you'll stop at chasing. But if you're chasing the power, there's no dollar amount. It's just, I, I need the control. So give me everything, including the resources that are gonna give me that control. So yeah, I, get, I, like, I got no you, problem. Man. I ain't seen it yet.
3: It's a good show, but they said something in the last episode I saw that was kind of related to that. Like uh, The dude that worked for the CIA, he, uh, you know, I'll tell y'all a little bit of whatever, but this dude sitting on like 75 mil and his his lady is like, why don't you take this money and leave if that can get you all of the power that you want? But really, I forget the exact words that he said, that wasn't enough power for him, basically. (laughs) That wasn't enough of like how he wants to be able to control things and and do things like that, right? But I think that's that's the reality of it all is it's not just money for everybody. It is a sense of control. It's a sense of saying you are the leader. You are the one who's running the show. And that can mess with people's mind, man. Like, But it is both sides. Both of them are like really a negative thing because if you're doing it for the money, somebody can always control you too.
0: But, But it's control bad. Ultimate control, yes, oh yeah. You seeking, you seeking just power on top of power on top of power. Man, that's that's greed too. And and you like they said, no no man should have that much power. Yes. Uh, so
1: controls, so control, but control though, because I think we're using seeking, it as a synonym.
3: It's why I've always asked, why are you seeking control and power? Why do you care that much? To control and have power over other people.
1: Well, P Okay, I think that's where it's like, okay, it's nice a red flag. You don't want to control people. I don't think you want to control business. Well, yes, you
3: can be the controlling interest of your business or something like that. That's fine. Or,
1: or your job. I think you should want to control your situation. I think you should want to be. I personally, oh, yeah. I feel like I'm more comfortable when I have more creative control, or like more, like you know. Um, more more autonomy in what I do. Like if I'm working, I need autonomy. I need to be in control of a lot of things, not everything, but I think to receive more control is almost rewarding for a worker like myself. So that's why I asked you guys if control and power were the same thing because yeah, I, I think power is like that overarching, like we all know and there's nothing we can do about it. Like there's no, there's no, that, that is being overpowered. You are <laughs> stepped no,
3: over. I think what you're saying is, is okay. When you're talking about having a little bit of autonomy over the things that you do stuff like that. No, I'm cool with that I'm not, that's not yeah. really what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I, I rock with that. Cause I, I just think that power, power and control. I, I feel like, like you said with Trump, yeah, that dude just being, it's greed at this point. It's, it's all greed. I mean, all that stuff it's evil if you look at it on a lot of different ways some people say what they want to say whatever we ain't really going to share political views like that but you know some people just just not not good people and the more you get the more you're going to show who you are like just there's going to be more of you i think you can have all the influence and be a good person i think there's not a lot of people like that because it tends to tank people when you get more a lot of people get more and they, they get you know they get that 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 uh that want yeah that god complex and stuff like that that'll be where things start getting you know like now you're getting in the gray area bro you got people worshiping you like ease off the gas you know stuff like that but i think that there are good people that (laughs) do get more i think getting more is not a bad thing i mean it's got to be a good thing we have to we have to highlight gaining more and for us bro like we got to make it okay that you don't want to live a mundane lifestyle. Like you want more, you want to control, then hey, let's teach you how to do it the right way. Roles and responsibilities, you know what I'm saying? You got a job. Like, do your job. If you want to control, then control the right way. Or, or let it go. And and because and, and I mean, we don't need we don't need more evil people out here. We don't we don't need more of that. That's I don't know. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, what do y'all, what do y'all, who do y'all feel like were good, like, leaders that had a lot of influence and, and control? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I think of, like, Martin Luther King. Like, I'm sure he had control and power to a degree. To get that now, many you know people.
3: People go to you on both sides of the aisle on somebody like him. Because it's, it's people who always go out there and dig up every bad thing. But people be hating, done.
1: bro. People be hating, bro. People don't want to see. People don't like. There's some people that don't like seeing great stuff. Like they wish everybody was on the same level, just average. They want everybody to be average. Why they got more than us? It's like, bro, they ain't got nothing to do with you. Worry about yourself or learn from it. Get you get up on that level. Why you trying to, you know what I'm saying? That's crab in the bucket mentality.
2: I think uh, LeBron James, that's one person I got to give his props on how, uh, like, a good family man, he sports, he, everything. He's just, he seemed like a good person. He has a lot of power in the NBA. That's
3: a good point that you take the NBA on there. What power does LeBron have outside of that? I know with the school and everything.
0: He has a power of influence. He has a very strong power of influence because they're going to, they're going to use his influence and advertising and, the way that he can subject a a, a path line for his kids to get into the NBA, you know, he's using that influence in in many different ways. So do, he, do I, think I, I think Lebron,
3: LeBron, LeBron really is. I think Lebron our, our is.
0: Hmm?
3: Huh? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that I like the way you said that. But do you do you think Lebron has really influenced our community a lot? Well,
0: no, 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 no. I'll say he he uses. He uses his influence to to better his situation, his family. uh, Okay, okay. Things that he he knows the power of his influence, and he uses. I don't know if it's always just for the
3: people who are around him. Yes. Okay. LeBron
0: really understands that part. I I think I don't think LeBron chases the dollar. I think LeBron chases the power of the influence that he can get. So the more power he can get to influence. Where he wants to create past, just like with with his uh his agent, you know what I'm saying? How how they created that lane for him to have more power over the whole NBA. Like I think he knows how to use that power and that influence.
1: Some somebody somebody's gonna have it, you know what I'm saying? I think LeBron LeBron does a great job being a professional. Um, as far as his his lifestyle, like you saying, Jay Jones. I mean he he does represent as a good man. I mean we have no reason to believe that he's not. Uh, based on what we know, from what we know, from what we know, we have no reason to believe that he's not. I think. I think. Nate, going to Nate's point though, when you talk about power and control, I guess we talk. We kind of got to influence, and influence is very, very big. But then, but then you get into that that world of is influence the same as like that power and control? Because like we talking about influence, like rappers are influential. Like you know what I'm saying? Like there's like. All these artists that create stuff, they're so influential, but they can't really even control their own bread. You know what I'm saying? Like the power and control is the people that control your bread, they pay you, they tell you where you can live, they tell you what you can and cannot do. To me, that part of it being a good person and being in that position, because LeBron's not really telling nobody what to do. He's just doing, he's being a professional and he has a lot of influence, but he's still told by I mean by somebody. Somebody telling LeBron what to do
2: because
1: you know Stephen yeah, Davis, but, I mean, he got, he got his own production.
2: Yeah, I'm about to say he got yeah. his own little production company. He, he, he a boss. He's brand. He's he's, he, he's
1: he's one I of the ones. He's one of the ones in the NBA, NBA.
2: I think he can influence ways things go. But I, like you said, he's he's not the commissioner, and then but he can influence the way some things they they're gonna cater to LeBron. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. He's yeah. one of the. He's your best I
2: worker.
0: Think, he's, your best worker. <laughs> he's your best worker. Yeah. I think he's using his power to, to make stair steps to try to get to that position. Cause he, yeah. he owns like a soccer team. So he's going to have those credentials of being an owner. And he, I believe he's going to try to, you know, own a, a basketball team. The same way, uh, this is a good person to me, the same way Tyler Perry did Tyler Perry played the role. He made his money. He, he used the game enough to stack, 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 stack. stack. Stack, 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 stack. To with a point to where it's like, why are he buying all this land over here? What is he doing over here? What is he doing over here? Then it's, boom, I got you. Now, I got the power. Now, you can come over here. We can make movies. We can make shows. I'm going to buy BET. I got the power now. Ha-ha! <laughs> you know, so even that little speech he had at the BET Awards, I, he used the Bible, but it's true. He will prepare a table in front of my enemies, like. Oh, uh, we all at the table now, but I got, I'm the leader of this table. I got this. He, the man got a whole exit in, in, in the whole ex- exit named after him now. Like he he's worked to that point. I kind of believe LeBron's working to that too, because it ain't about the money. I mean, he shows you it ain't about the money. I think he's trying to make steps to get in a position of power so that he can use that influence in an even stronger role.
1: Well, 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 He who's awarded uh, a lot, you know, saying you have a great responsibility. I jacked that whole saying up, but you know, saying if you get more, you're required to do more. So I think that's yeah. that's those are men that we could say are doing good things with more. So I think we need more. Well, I mean, we. I, I don't think it should be demonized or made, you know, seen to be evil if you have more or if you want more. That's why I think we do need to address that's why I wanted to just say on that cuz I there's a lot of just just stuff that's tied to having all that money and power that just you'd be like bro get it away from her don't let her or him have it like let's figure out a way to get out their hands but I think it's just more so like what are we not doing you know what I'm saying economically like you know professionally like let's try to get get some of those tips from them let's learn from these case studies cuz we got a lot of them people that's doing great things that's not good people Let's use that and let's use it to our advantage to be good people. See how it goes. You know what I'm saying? But um, I mean, I, I kind of want to pivot, fellas, if that that's cool with y'all, to um the the whole Colin Kaepernick uh situation. And I guess, you know, with that being said, y'all, we've all seen the special by now. You know, he had his special, or you haven't seen it yet, bro? I could hear this about
3: Colin Kaepernick.
1: <laughs> oh wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, tell, tell
1: us how you really feel, Nate. Tell
3: us how you really I feel, feel. I feel like he started in the right place. You want to do something for the veterans. I'm cool with all of that. Everything else, I just don't care, bro. Like, Yeah,
1: he's
3: just like, don't, don't. Lie. I'm don't tired lie. of hearing about hey, hey. this, dude. I'm tired hey, you of you hearing about You're going to have to
0: elaborate because people are going to kill you. You're going to have to elaborate what you don't care about because like, oh, he don't care about people. He don't care about the veterans.
3: I, I, I literally just don't care to pay attention to them. I don't care Not nah, at all. I think he has a good mission, but I do not actually care to follow along with what he's
1: doing. Nate separated the man from the mission. He separated the man from the mission, and I got you. I agree. They do give him a lot. Of, he's getting a lot. He's he's His same story is, again, being written in a comic book.
3: Really segment. what it is for me, though, so, I think I it, it really was the football thing, the continued, oh, we got to give Kaepernick another tryout. Oh, we got to do I don't care, bro. Like, if you want to be an activist, be an activist. Yeah,
1: do your thing.
0: Can it be no. you both?
3: You can. Okay. But if you, the way I really felt about the whole thing when he stopped playing ball is the same way that we just talked about LeBron using his power. What athlete is more powerful than an NFL quarterback? Messi okay in America in the world <laughs> shoot let me rephrase that one in America, all right. NFL quarterback they gonna have all kind of eyes on There, you go out there you're a successful quarterback the things that you want to talk about people are going to pay attention people might crucify you for it still whatever but what comes the gravity that comes with that I think is so substantial that it was a little misguided for him to step away and say I'm pursuing this big of a mission noble mission all of that I'm not knocking his cause or anything like that it just got to the point for me to just like I don't really care anymore bro like I, I don't
1: <laughs> nah, nah I,
3: that's harsh but
1: I, I mean I don't really care that much either I just care as it pertains to the story though like just how so th- with this story Um, basically there's a part in the story as it was in the special where he, he was raised by adopted an adopted white family, being a young is he mixed? Is he black? Is what is Colin Kaepernick? He's black. Oh,
2: no.
1: I forget. I forget. I know he. I know he's of black descent. I mean, he out here, you know, black powers. I'm assuming he's black for the most part. But he got cornrows right after his idol, his idol alan Iverson. So alan Iverson had cornrows in his head. So Cap said, "I want cornrows too." And he said that his mom pretty much said that he he was portrayed as a thug and gave him a hard time. Uh, perpetuating racist ideals um, was his point, and I guess I, I wanted to address that um, in a way of I, it seemed like that was very important to him as a young man growing up. He said that that would have impacted him and it, and it made him struggle with his his inner black being a black man growing up as a young black man, and I just wanted to talk about you know the importance of you know growing up in a home and how our parents played a role in our lives um, or didn't um, and how, you know, knowing who you are, the essence of who you are, how that comes from home. You know what I'm saying? Like it really, it really starts the, the insecurities, the, 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 things you champion, all that stuff really starts in the house because when I thought about it and I watched it, I thought, you know, I always go back to like, you know, just when my dad used to tell me, boy, you better not leave out this house with that do-rag on your head. And I used to like, man, i like, man, I can't wear no durag. rag. My friends could wear durags. but like his rule was if he caught me out there in a durag, he's gonna he's gonna pop me, like gonna hit me in my chest. He used to, you know, what I'm saying I ain't gonna incriminate my dad right now, but he, you know say give me that thought, that <laughs> like, but take that off your doing on here. Like he's he was he'd be adamant. And I used to not understand it, but stuff like that was like built into my brain. So like when I, you know, what I'm saying, even though I wanted to keep the waves, even as like I started getting older, I was like, I'm gonna take the durag rag off before I got the house because it's unacceptable to represent myself in that way. And, you know I'm saying, what that may be tied to, we're not really getting into that per se, but I'm just saying like, you know, what's the importance of, you know, coming up and, and taking information from our parents, our uncles, our grandmas, <laughs> guardians, whoever's raising us. What, y'all, what do y'all think on that? Like, what's y'all thoughts on that? Before y'all get going, uh that's a sword with no handle.
0: Sword with no because, handle. Because it, it, it cuts. From either point that it come from like you said if if it's if it's coming from uh a caucasian family it's like wait are they judging me or they put me down or whatever if it comes from a black mom or a black i mean they really are kind of telling you the same message so it's cut like i said it's a sword with no hammer because it's cutting either way either way you grab it so as as far as a, a young man you know wearing cornrows because alan iverson got it i mean you got that in the in the black family, too. you start wearing cornrow. Alan Iverson had it they were like you look like a little thug yeah i mean it it, it it like i said if you you hold a sword that it don't have no handle for you to grab safely to wherever you grab that sword that's gonna cut you and and just to to take that ideal out of it is it it hurts either way it comes from like mm-hmm. <laughs> and the bad part about it i mean that that's depicted from their history too like. They know that you can't get a job or you can't, you know, uh progress in life, especially at that time. They didn't want you to progress in life looking a certain way. So it's like I have to pass this message on to my kid. Yeah. Alla Iverson can do it, but you ain't Allah Iverson. You need yeah. to clean that up. Yeah.
1: So it, it creates fear though. You know what I'm saying? That creates fear of being of being you. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think that creates fear of being you. I know, um, That was important as to why I grew my hair out in in general, like just as a professional. I was like, man, why cut it, man? Like, I'm still a professional. I don't think it has anything, it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm professional. If I'm clean, you know what I'm saying? I'm professional in every way, but what you deem is professional with my hair, which if I grew it naturally, it'd be the same way.
3: I think that that really is rooted in Whatever racism, old slave mindsets, like how appearances were, you know, once we were getting out of slavery into segregated times, things like that. I think is absolutely right on that one. So to tell the kid he was like a thug because he got braids is just wow when you think about it. Like, how does a hairstyle symbolize thuggery? How does that symbolize <laughs> that you're a, a criminal or whatever it is like that? So I <laughs> think that thuggery. part. Of it, <laughs> I didn't know what else to say, bro. I think that part is why that's something we definitely have to get away from. And you do need to be able to express yourself and and have, you know, whatever expressive outlets, especially with your own appearance. But the other side of it for me is my grandfather is a military man. So appearance matters, right? And I think like to separate one thing and say your hair, just because you have braids or locks or whatever it is to say that make you like a thug. No, that's crazy. But how you actually appear, the do-rag thing going outside with the do-rag on, that's something you do. I wear my do-rag to sleep. Right. So how am I appearing when I go out into the world? I'm wearing pajamas out into the world, stuff like that. Like I get it. I think now we live in such a world where people are so comfortable and it. Quote unquote, doesn't matter, but we also are professionals. Right. It's a certain time and a place. So I I feel like a lot of it is rooted in probably stereotypical, like, you know, keeping Black people down kind of stuff. But I'm also slightly okay with it on some instances as far as consider your appearance, want to look presentable, look like something when you're going out into the world. So the hair thing, I think that's that's fine. But other stuff, I don't, I
2: don't know.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Eminem do rag on stage. He ain't never had no words. Who
2: Eminem?
1: Eminem wore do rag on stage. <laughs> he but he's a see. rapper, though. He's a rapper. Yeah, he was
2: supposed to blend he was blending in, blending in.
1: But but Eminem cu- culture. He's a part of the culture. OK, let's let not get it twisted. He's a part of the culture and that he's a rapper. I mean, that's just, that's part of the hip hop culture. So I feel like if you're a rapper, there's certain things will be OK for your profession. Technically, you're still being a professional because you professionally rap. That's your sport. That's your entity. That's whatever. you. That's your thing. That's your world. Certain things are acceptable there, but not necessarily, you know, what I'm saying every other job so if you're looking at most jobs like like Nate likes to say putting things in reality most people are not going to get away with it, rocking a do-rag out there in public <laughs> and just be okay like yeah. not, not for your job you can't go to work you know say you work for the bank you pull up with your two-tone do-rag on they're going to be looking at you like alright All right, bro like, we're, like, we're it shouldn't
3: matter but it does <laughs> That that's the thing it's like I, I don't want nobody to take it as I'm saying this should really matter it's just, again, that reality of it does matter. Like, bro, it's not my decision. It's somebody who's going to judge you for that. And it's probably not somebody that look like us. But why do you want to, like, why fight that fight sometimes for me? But
2: look, and another thing is if we didn't have rules and society, societal rules, people would be out here naked at work, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, they will like, be naked at work. That's you know what I'm saying. So like, like you said, Nick, I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that I'm judging people off what they wear, but if we didn't have these rules, what would we be doing? We need some rules, some type of rules, because some people don't care. And they will show you they don't care. And be, your banker will be in a bikini and you're like, oh, nah. like, I ain't like, give me all my money out of it. Like, <laughs> you know, hey, <laughs> 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 so yeah, I mean, it sucks to prejudge. It sucks to see somebody walking down the street with a do-rag and say, hey, he a thug, but it happens, man. And like Nate said, it's not me doing it, but it happens. So just try your best to present yourself as best you can. You can yeah. be the smartest person in the world with a do We're not saying you can't be, but you know, in society, you might, you know, wear a
1: collar shirt sometime, You know, so. yeah. It's it, to, uh, to what Nate said. You said something about this before. It's a survival. It's a survival mechanism to know something that's familiar, and then just like kind of base, you know, the rest of yeah. what you think about. You know what I'm saying? It's like I've seen this before. Like okay. Like let me this move is, around. Yeah, let me move around. Like, like you know, move this, around. Let me move this around. This may be a little dangerous <laughs> right here. I've seen something like this before. And you can't get mad at somebody for doing that. Yeah, you're gonna be I man, judging me, but it's like this. I mean, what do you what do you expect humans to do? What why did you expect humans to do things that are not human? Come on, bro. We we exactly. we prog- we program humans are gonna do stuff that humans do. So if, you, I if I
3: see a dude walking down the street with a ski mask on. I'm just well.
1: I'm gonna go the other
3: way. I think he's jacking. Okay.
1: I might be wrong. Maybe this dude's face is
3: cold. Maybe he got burned and he doesn't want to show it. I could very well be wrong. In the middle of supper,
1: in the middle of summer with a ski on, huh?
3: <laughs> okay, moving around.
1: Yeah, you're right though. You ain't lying. So, I mean, with that being said, man, you know, how do y'all feel like you know our, our folks that's trying to figure out. You Know how to move in this world. How how can we unlock our lights on a, on a March 13, 2023, as at 9 34 p.m.? We're daylight like saving time sprung us forward. How how can we unlock our lights? How how we doing that right now?
3: Keep doing the work, man. That's it. Stay in reality and keep doing the work. There's no instant gratification out there. That's that's really to be the thing that we say all the time. You gotta do the work. They don't see the work going into this book, long. They don't.
2: Mm. They don't. They my the homeboy, my homeboy said two words, nine letters. Grind hard. He told me that. And yeah. Like, I've been I've been thinking about that all day. Two words, nine letters. So when I wake up, headache, whatever it is, we're about to go grind. So keep grinding. Keep grinding. D
0: money. Let's see, lift and go. Something I tell. Our kids, I tell young people all the time, you can give your opinion, just
2: be respectful. Mm, that's mm. real. That's real, because real, they don't know how to do that sometimes.
1: Why is that? Why is that missing? Why we have to tell people that?
2: Because they didn't get taught it. <laughs> we did. <laughs> when you said, mm-hmm, or yes to your mama, guess you what? Yes, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. And I, I feel like, you know, going to that point, bro, I think we got to be comfortable with asking the hard questions, um, you know, to ourselves and to life, you know what I'm saying, to everybody else. Don't be don't be afraid of asking those hard, uncomfortable questions um, and having those uncomfortable conversations. And stay in the room to find a solution and to be okay, like you said. If it ain't going to work out, it's not going to work out. It's cool. But at least I stayed in the room and figured it out, like, like D-Money just said, be respectful, you know what I'm saying, because respect – Dis- disrespect is the reason why we have the crazy things happening in this world. is perceived disrespect. Somebody step in your shoes, somebody say something about you that's condescending. Now you, you ready to fly off the handle because of perceived disrespect. So I think you know that's where we that's where we need to get the light from is the truth. But um be a light like podcast, make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure y'all come back week after week. Make sure y'all bring us these guests, bring us these topics, and make sure y'all cop the book when it drops because we're putting work in. This thing is gonna be amazing. I'm telling y'all, we're putting a lot of brain power in as a group. They, the, the guys can second it. I mean, we we're putting a lot of good stuff in there for y'all. When it drops, make sure y'all support. If y'all love, if y'all love us like y'all say y'all do. And we out.
0: Sorry, Colin me.